Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they shouldn't do it. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. Uh, hold on a second. What are my notes? I have notes. You have notes? I have notes. While you're looking for your notes, I will say... Got notes. We're back in 2019, the Happy Zen Podcast. Mm-mm-mm. What? You can't be back in 2019, because this is... We're back. Pause. It's 20. In 2019. It should be, we're back. It's 2019. It's 2019. Thank you. I've been sick for a long time, right? Yeah. My and brain. I'm, I'm on grammar, time. P- grammar patrol. Yeah. All right. Episode one. Let's start right over again. <laughs> that was enough. Okay. We're done our trial year, so <laughs> we'll start again. Yeah. For those of you who were lucky enough to follow us last year, now we're starting. That was just a test. Yeah. Thanks for coming through the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This might not be an improvement. No. 2019. Mm-hmm. This is the year we're in. Last we're, year sucked. We're in the future. We're in the future. Hold on. Before we even get into this conversation that we we're going to have. correct that. That's not 100% true. I did survive. So <laughs> I guess 2018 true. was okay. Yeah, there was some low points, but there's some high points. Yeah, we're not going to focus on 2018. It was, yeah. it was the, the highs and the lows probably canceled each other. You were so pissed off you didn't even participate in Christmas. It's true. I had my Christmas last weekend. Yeah, you did. And, and, and for and good luck trying to figure out time on this podcast. It was awesome. Yeah. All what right. he, what he's basically saying was he missed Christmas. I'll be very quick. 2018, I survived. Awesome. We had awesome guests. This podcast made it all the way through the year. 23 episodes. I think we did okay considering I was out for like 5 months. And we beat two petitions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Coming for you. Wait. No. Yeah, we're yes. still here. It's free air. Seriously, okay. there's no petitions. I mean, seriously, we, we're just working on listeners. So let's not look back. We're going to look forward. That's the whole point of this episode. As I get my list, we are looking. This is not a New Year's resolution. I just don't realize Forget that, that it would actually be a good idea. If we had that, it's already blown. Probably what New Year's resolutions. Oh, God, I'm not into that crap. Yeah, nobody does. Why make the point of setting something up that you just are not going to achieve? And really, if it's that important, just why- do it. Why are you only doing it at New Year's? Yeah, you should have fucking done it weeks before, months before. You should have already been doing it. This is really just an episode about us just ranting at people for failing at New Year's resolutions and like all, resolutions in general. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. This is the Happy Zen Podcast. We're never happy. We're never happy. We're just <laughs> grouchy old men, apparently. Fair enough. But if you Google the the moniker Zenial, I think you nothing says that we're happy-go-lucky people. I think in a few years, we're going to be at that Clint Eastwood get off my lawn stage. I think it's getting there. A few years. All right. Well, I'm trying to be I, I live in a subdivision. I'll tell you my neighbors wish I didn't. It's true. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to try to look at positive things for okay. 2019. I, and you know what? And of my list of things I'm pulling away, because I feel like you're cheating because you didn't it's make one. It's all secret. I got it on my, oh, you and your fucking my phone. telephone. His iPhone, he dropped BlackBerry. Not, not by choice. I'll try to face open it. There we go. Okay. You're, you're, I mean, I know we're nerds, hence the whole podcast that we do, but I, I'd use a fingerprint scanner, but they don't have one on this thing. It's still from work. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let's get this right out of the way. First, we'll get the bad out of the way. First, we did have a couple unfortunate losses right at the beginning of this year. We lost mean gene. Oh my God. I yeah, know which for Xennials, I mean, I mean, eighties were so huge for wrestling. Mean gene was iconic. So that was a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we lost Super Dave, another guy who I think growing up in the eighties was was on TV all the time. Like it was, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know. You're going, you're getting out of the Zennial range for sure. But but did you not fair. watch Super Dave as a kid? 
did, but the guy's dead. I won't say anything. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, I just, I just so mean Gene. I just changed the channel a lot. Fair enough. Mean Gene, gone, not forgotten. Moving on. Highlights of 2019. Who? How are we doing this? What's going on? Well, where do you want to go? Because when was the last time we did this? God, it's been like three weeks, four weeks. That was the interview the last time we did an episode, wasn't it? Oh, that amazing interview. That was so good. That was great. Yeah, we should take a moment to say that was freaking awesome. Peter was phenomenal. He was super... Wait, you're uh, going to say his last name? Tchaikovsky. Oh, you're fu- that's fucking awesome. You you knew I was going to say that to you. I did. <laughs> uh, he was very accommodating to our schedule, considering he was across the ocean yeah. in England now. Uh, yeah, he was great. And I think he opened a few doors. We've got other people that are working on that game, uh, Emberwind, that we potentially will be talking to in the future. So that's cool. And I'm sure all the fans love the fact that he uh, talked more than us. Yes. Absolutely. I think that was a review. He talked more than us, which made it better. Most of our interviews is the other person talking more than us, which is usually a highlight. <laughs> you said that was straight face. I can't even keep a straight face. <laughs> If you do follow our Twitter account uh, at Happy Zen Podcast, we have been highlighting some of the interviews from last year. Uh, we just put up a post, I think, yesterday. Well, whenever. Just go back and look. Um, showing our interview with Jason Anarchy, which was another great interview we had of Jason Anarchy Games, Drinking Quest, and all that fun stuff. Oh, we totally need to play that too. And the thing was, you had to get sick during the holidays. I know. Right when I was on like an awesome drinking binge, which would have been amazing to play that Drinking Quest game. I know. Yeah. And now that you have to lose all that weight from all that drinking, I guess I'll never get to drinking. Let's be fair, folks. When I tell people I can pack on weight, I can pack on weight. I packed on 28 pounds in less than two weeks. Try that. Try that, folks. Try it. My heart says you can't do it. My heart says I shouldn't have done it. But try it. Don't worry. That sweater's hiding it. It's not so. It's my sweater hurts. My skin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's why I'm drinking Michelob Ultra. And I'm drinking. Uh, Bose. Bose Tractor. No, that can't be right. Bose lug tread. Lug tread. Well, it's a picture of a tractor. I don't know. See, in Quebec, you can buy those in the case. You can't buy that. I Well, at the time, I haven't seen the case of that available in Ontario. Not a giant case of cans. Okay. Quebec sells things in such large quantities for alcohol. Take it up. No, don't bother. Why does Quebec sell it in 60 or like 48 as like a regular case? And Ontario's like, here's six, and we're going to charge you the same price. You know, I know you don't have an answer, but I'm just saying... Congratulations, all those in Quebec. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I guess they got that going for them. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't know. I can't explain geopolitical beer pricing. Is it geo or is it just national? Anyways, intergovernmental affairs is what it is. Um, beer. Beer. So what I'm looking forward to. Okay, let's start with 2019. And that's a good segue because Stranger Things 3, I think, is going to be probably the highlight of my year. Do we have any, out of curiosity with your list, is there any orders at all I have all set, over the map? Uh, no, no. Although it looks like a child wrote it with their fingers and toes combined. Um, it was an adult that did that with their fingers and toes. No toes. I didn't have that kind of skill. Gross. What uh, I did was I did break it into television movies and then hold on i actually got a couple little things that i think are pretty neat that are tra- tech topics three kept it simple because okay. one of them you're just gonna argue like ridiculously with me on uh but the other ones are actually kind of cool so I if one of them is like oh podcasts are gonna be a thing this year i'm gonna smack you in the face no no that was last year 2018 we're on a sinking ship my friend <laughs> we've been on that since we started we got on this way too late 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true, eh? So I'm hearing commercial. You know what I love? I'm hearing commercials on AM radio for podcasts. Oof. <laughs> I felt like that's... That's the dying... Yeah. Dying, yeah. I've heard a lot of that, actually, at the end of the year. Was, also, uh, who's listening to AM radio? What are you listening to? I listen to Sports? Fan, fi- fan 590, Sports. home of Chris Johnson. Ha ha ha! Guess who? Guess you? You just got shit gonna, on. Gonna edit that out. <laughs> Another great guest, Chris Johnson. I apologize. Our mm. first guest ever. I, uh, well, you know, he's so photogenic. I thought of him always as from Hockey Night in Canada, and not so much look, from look, the radio. Look, 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 look. Everyone knows you're you're limited on the sports you enjoy, and they're not. You're not going to find them on the radio. Because regardless of what people think of curling, they don't even do that play-by-play on the AM. At this moment, I'm going to say congratulations to Rachel Homan on her pregnancy. This better not affect the season. Moving on. I'm lost. She's pregnant, but I think she timed it so that she'll have the baby like after curling season's over. Because she's smart. I bet you would help her counterbalance, though. It is the only sport I've ever seen like eight-and-a-half-month pregnant women Sliding down that ice still, uh, it's, I'm impressed. It's, it would change the momentum, but it probably would help. Yeah, I wonder, like, their timing must be, huh. Okay. He's lost in thought, folks. Yeah, we'll lock that up for another time. Okay. Okay, so what do you start? There is some pretty cool stuff this year. I mean, honestly, and if it does happen, which, judging by my um, quick uh, searches the past few days, I would Google. assume. Well, yeah, but IMDb and Wikipedia. stuff like that. And I did spend some time a little bit deeper than that, too, digging around. So there are the some dark things. dark web. What? <laughs> I still feel like that's a fictional thing, but I know it's not. Um, there was a lot of interesting things. Um, I do have, like, my top three things I'm really looking forward to. That In a particular category or just overall? Well, let's just go, let's go TV shows first, because okay. I, I think that's a shorter list. Let's go TV shows. Honestly, I'm looking forward to the end of Game of Thrones. Yes. Not because I'm disappointed with Game of Thrones, because I just look forward to the the investment they've done, these movie style episodes. Yeah, isn't there like it's gonna be cool? Is there only like six episodes or something? But they're all like an hour and a half or two hours long I, or something I, like that. I read a couple of different numbers, but they both came across as um, like hour forty five, two hour yeah. episodes. Yeah. So they're 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 basically feature like films. Huh. Everyone, and so you're gonna get in traditional fashion back to the first and second and in somewhat third seasons, you're going to get some awesome twist. You're going to get big cliffhangers. You're going to get monumental changes in the middle of the episode and it's just going to keep going. So I'm looking forward to them wrapping that up. And since this is the year, you know, 2018 was the year that I actually watched the U S office from start to finish and saw the end of a series that I really enjoyed and actually liked the ending I'm looking forward to another series that I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to an ending that's going to be fulfilling. Now, I'm, I'm worried, because I'm starting to set the bar a little high, that I'm, this is going to be a good ending. But I just feel like the possibility of a good ending is so there. It's so rich. There's so many people working on it. I just don't think they're going to leave with a crap. Yeah, I mean, the expectations are going to be super high. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, the author doesn't have an ending for us, because you know, Which also like might two be. books behind. Although, I think, allegedly, he told them how he was going to end it. They'll improve as far it. as I know, the TV shows deviated now so far from the books. I mean, I don't even know if they can do the same ending he was going to do. It would be awesome. He gets lazy and just kills everybody. I still think he's just going to write what happens on TV. Like, he'll just he'll just adapt the TV show for the last couple books. Oh, my God. He must have. You know what? I would have had that epiphany. If that was me and I was doing it and they started catching up to me, I would have sat there one night with a bottle of scotch and thought, wait a second. If they pass me, all I have to do is write what they did. 
people will still buy it because mm. it's part of the original written series that I wrote. I no longer need to use my brain. I probably could hire some fucking nerds as like to come help me out an intern under me and I won't even have to pay them much because they just get to hang out with me and they can write it I and I like, won't even have to watch it. I don't like that George R. R. Martin is really <laughs> hating on the nerds and just being like, hey, you fucking nerds are going to write my script. Although I will tell you, I, I, my suspicion was more like he was in the writer's room and they're like, so what happens next? And he was like, what do you think happens next? And then he just, he just like, oh yeah. And then he secretly took notes. Six weeks of, what do you think happens next? Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking. Actually, you go first. Yeah. And then yeah. I like what you're doing. Yeah, I don't want to be rude and tell you what to do. So maybe you can just tell me what you're thinking. And uh, in fact, tell me what you're thinking for every character for say like the next, I don't know, like two years. Also, I hear you guys want to do another show after this. What's the idea for that? And can I adapt it as a book? <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, what's the idea for that? And he goes and writes it. So he writes that instead of writing what he was supposed to be writing. <laughs> the weird thing is there are prequel stories. I'm sure the show won't have anything to do with them. He'll just, yeah, they're just going to make it up by themselves. Well, the idea of the prequels that they want to do for HBO, I think, is fantastic. Um, it's it's a shame because Sean Bean continues to age, so he won't get to play a younger version of Can himself. Can they digitally de-age him? Look at the money they spent on Captain Marvel, which is a conversation we'll get back to. Um, I did not realize how much they spent on that, by the way. We'll get to that. Okay, so you had Game of Thrones as well. What do you got? What else you got for TV? Because I, I got another one. Uh, TV, I have... Hold on. And TV's like a tough call. I that, have two. That's like Netflix and stuff. Too. One of them was Game of Thrones. Yeah, I figured that. The other one was Stranger Things. Okay, yeah, I'm, I got that too, of course. What are we, June, July, when was it coming out? July. July. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the first two seasons have been pretty bang on. I can't really complain. Unlike some of the Netflix shows that really drag at certain parts, like they're, you feel like they're too many episodes long, I have not gotten that with Stranger Things. The only episode in the second season that kind of gave me a little bit of that was the one where she went off um, and uh, she was with like the ragtag mm-hmm. bunch that also had the powers. But it, I think it tied into the story enough well, that it, it wasn't too much of a drag. It also really helped you, though. Like, it gave you some more character depth. It gave you why she's special amongst the others. You needed to establish some others because you needed her to be special for different reasons than just the powers. You think those other kids are going to show up in season three? I don't know if they necessarily are, but it certainly elevated Eleven to, like, a special, unique character and, and gave her more depth. I liked it. It is interesting that... It was boring, though. The original story was that it was going to be one season with this story, and then the second... It was going to be like every season was a different story. Oh, okay. Like, it was fantasy, sci-fi, that 80s kind like, of thing, like, but it was... Like they be, did with um, um, a True Detective. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different case every but season. But I think because the first season was such a big hit, they had it... They're like, well, we got to follow but, up. And the cast is dynamic. And, and kids that are dynamic, why would you... And I think they had to make the decision quick that... If we're going to stick with these kids, we've got to film them fast as fast as we can because they're going to be different. And I'm really glad they're doing that, too. They're not waiting. And then all of a sudden we end up with like 20 year old puberty, the kids going through puberty and stuff. I'd be surprised if if there is a season four, I'd be surprised if it's the same cast, though. I feel like season three is going to be the finale for that cast. Yeah, they're all going to get killed off. Or it'll be like it where like if they do a season four, mm. they'll be older or something. They build in the safety net. Something is going to happen. Time can be a safety net too, right? I mean, a lot of those kids now are getting, they've outgrown the show. Mm. I mean, she's obviously doing a lot of big things and, and some of the other cast members are doing a lot of things. So 
I don't know. I think I think three seasons is is good for that cast and move okay, on. Okay, so what they can do. So I've actually got other television shows. I don't. So go right ahead. Okay. So I don't um, watch a lot of TV. Vikings on the History Network. Yeah, see, I haven't watched any of it yet. Oh, you know what? Anyone out there that's listened has watched Vikings, you can appreciate what I'm going to say. Is that I really thought at one point when Ragnar was uh, he is died. this spoilers? Sure, spoilers. He, okay. When 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 the storyline of Ragnar ended. I really thought it was going to suffer, but actually I've been thrilled that it is carried on and has done a lot better than I anticipated. And next season in 2019 is the end. So they are wrapping it up after six seasons. So you get a, you get a series finale out of them, which the way they're going, it's going to be unique. And what's really special about this it is it's the same, I think it's the same writer-director combo or just writer, um, but the writing team for certain, and I can't remember if it's a director as well, same writer all the way through start to finish every episode that's kind of cool because in this day and age you, if you look at writers there's always different writers and episodes yeah so that was that's pretty cool and i, I think that's um kind of special and i'm also kind of like secretly just love the show because edge is on it too right so i did not know adam that. copeland stars in it as well came in like season i think five or four is it on netflix uh no actually you have to get it on uh history channel Mm-hmm. Or so like maybe Crave TV or like Rogers and Demand or your right. Bell Network, whatever, whatever you got. Gotcha. So um, I have actually two more. I have Ozark. I haven't watched any of that either. See, Ozark is becoming, and you got to be careful to say this because people get all touchy with it, but it's like the next um, Breaking Bad. It's not Breaking Bad. Listen, nothing's Breaking Bad. But well, like it's, a it's, crime family drama type thing yes that's very suspenseful very twisting and kind of pushes you like you see the boundary and it's well past it and it's really good and jason bateman is kick ass in it he is so good in it um the first season is really slow i won't lie to you it's a chore to get through it get through that first season second season outstanding in 2019 we're getting a third so um super stoked about that it is just well written the cast is premium and uh, glad to see Netflix keeping that one going because there hasn't been a really like grab you kind of show like Breaking Bad, in my opinion, in a while. And Ozark has uh, done a really good job with that. And I, I do think Bateman's a big part of that. Do you know when that comes back? <sighs> I think it's fall, but don't quote me. Um, and I think Game of Thrones is like in a month. Like it's, yeah, it's coming up but quick. It's, they're not, they're not going to make spread us. It out. Yeah, they're spreading it out. And one more is and it's already started actually as of i think last week okay is uh the new season of Shit's creek if you're a canadiana person like we are um i really think if you haven't you need to take the time to just binge watch Shit's creek it is it is so so fantastic it is really good dan levy is absolutely hysterical and the fact that it's eugene dan and his sister are all on that show i think sarah was her name sarah levy um the fact they all start on the show is really cool and Catherine O'Hara is just she's fucking, she's Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. with Eugene Levy. It is so good, so fun. Uh, honestly, it's just a great fun show. Going to be on like season four or five. Oh, uh, I think it's five. Yeah, maybe actually, you know what? It's six. Wow. Okay. Yeah, really entertaining. I really enjoy it. Um, you know what? And it's like small town Ontario, which is is only up in Goodwood where they do it. It's it's right there. I I just you know what? My kids uh, watched it, got into it last summer a little bit. And then we've kind of all binge watched it since then and really have enjoyed it. Really good fun. What I do like about that is it's nice to see Canadian television taking advantage of the the, the actors that we have in this country. Like yeah. Eugene Levy, I mean, known worldwide for like obviously like the American Pie movies and like 
um, the Christopher Guest movies, and obviously before that, Second City, and that, and Catherine O'Hara again, obviously a lot of big movies. But they're Canadian, so it's yeah. nice to see them on a Canadian Home show, alone, folks. Home Alone, well, exactly. And so, I think Dan Levy was on. He's done a few things. He was on. Did he do MTV or something like that? MTV Canada for a while. I think he might have. Maybe. Yeah. What? But I mean, between that and honestly, I know it's a, a, a geeky thing, but. Um, we watched that great Canadian Bake Off, like the different country Bake Off right. things, and he's one of the hosts on that, mm. and he was fantastic as the host. He was so entertaining. Also, isn't Chris Elliott on uh, on uh, Shit's Creek? <laughs> he's the mayor. Yeah, Shit's yeah. Creek. That's funny. Oh, cabin boy. But anyways, <laughs> way ahead of its time. No one goes there. <laughs> but anyways, so I mean, TV. There is a little bit, and I think I would just watch maybe a little more. Maybe I watch a little more of my TV Netflix than you do, or something. I don't know. You got PlayStation Four and VR. So you well, have, I'm trying to fun. narrow things. I don't, I don't do that down. That's the problem. Like I have a hard time. Like I mean, there are some shows that are coming out that I'll probably watch, but my my thing is late at night. Late night to me is like nine o'clock at night. Um, when it's time to to turn something on, I can't spend an hour and a half to two hours on something. Yeah. I can spend if I can get two episodes of a television show in, and that's where like some of these half hour, forty five minute shows come in for me. It works out perfect. Now, I have started watching intensely Peaky Blinders, um, so I could very well be anticipating another season of that as well, but I don't know. I'm so far behind. I'm like, a, I'm not even halfway through season one, So, but I'm really, really enjoying it. See, up until this week, I probably would have had The Punisher on my list, but I don't know, man. I saw the trailer for season two, and I'm really not happy with what they've done with Jigsaw. Like, he's barely... Sc- I don't know. It just It's really picky, but it just seems... The guy should be uh, mangled, like especially at the end of the first season. I'm just gonna say, I'm looking forward to Teen Titans coming out tomorrow. Oh, so true. that gives you a date. Today's January 10th. Yeah, um, Teen that's Ti- true. Teen that'll be on in Canada. That's on Netflix. And in I'm America, really, that's on DC. Universe, I'm really surprised that we're. I didn't know we were getting that on Netflix. Uh, well, it's because we're not getting the DC app anytime soon. So yeah, which is okay because it gives. You know what? I think DC is getting a chance to kind of play a little bit of catch up here, which I think they're capable of doing. If anyone saw Aquaman, they would understand they are capable. That may be for another episode. Once I've seen it, I guess we'll discuss. The world loves it. China loves it. The world loves it. Moving on. I bumped into three people this week who said to me, have you seen Aquaman? That was amazing. Uh Uh-huh. And and they, yeah. Before that, their favorite movie that was superhero movie was Suicide Squad. Oh, come on. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You're just talking crazy. No. Well, maybe they are, but I'm just telling you. That doesn't mean they're wrong. Look, I'm good friends with Jason Momoa. Uh... Careful, and he might be listening. I hope he is. Oh, okay. Anyways, great guy. <clears throat> Moving on. Okay, so how do you want to do the movies? Because this is a big year. There's a lot. I thought 2018 let's was start, a lot. This is not. This let's, is let's start with, with the first chronological, super obvious one. And that, I believe you will agree, will be Captain Godzilla. Marvel. Captain Marvel's coming first. I do have Godzilla on my list, though. <laughs> Uh, Captain Marvel comes out in March, March 8th, I think. Yeah, it is soon. And wow, every trailer just... How do you improve trailers? I don't know, but... And and to a capacity where I swear to God you've given me all new images. And hold on, are you going to screw me and not give me any of those images? God, that would be such a... I mean, that's like like a 90s thing where you go to see a movie and you're like, what happened to that scene in the trailer? And when is this movie based? Oh, crap. But that second trailer, when it shows her like just full force, like super powered in space, and like she's got like the mohawk. Oh, uh, they going did that on. in the third one a little bit too, though. They did. Yeah, sorry, right. but so, the first time I think we saw it was in the second mm-hmm. trailer when they showed her like full blown. That was I was like, well, sold. I mean, oh, I was probably sold already, but 
I did my homework too. I went and watched The Room. Okay. Because I wanted to see that was like her big launch movie, right? Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that movie. And then after watching that, I'm like, wow, she has depth, like amazing depth. I mean, is she going to be too serious for Captain Marvel? Then the last trailer came out. And I'm like, oh my God, you're an amazing actress who can do anything. Yes, we scored. Because should, listen, she's going to run the next phase. We should point out just in that last trailer, the, the line that is so obvious. Like, I don't know how they never... The point where she points out that the hat has the full-blown shield logo on it, you're like, wait, what? Like, yeah, that's exactly right. That makes no sense. Why? You're That's like the CIA guys wearing hats that say CIA. Like, it doesn't... You know. I always assume the guys wearing the FBI hats are CIA. I think that's... No, it doesn't matter. Anyways, it stands for something else. But yes, Captain, Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, yes, Captain Marvel's going to be fantastic. Yes. Now, how much money... I heard they spent like almost $400 million making Shaft younger. Man, was he that awful? Looking? No, it's because the amount of time on <laughs> oh, camera. Oh, he's in it for so much. Yeah, I've heard that this. Because Phil Coulson, they did the same thing. I right? heard this movie was in excess of five hundred million dollars. Hmm. And I have no facts behind that at all. And I, It'd although we have our billion dollars, we have our phones in front of us, but we're not even checking. Nope. But I, I did it's not hear, that kind of podcast. I heard this was the most expensive, one of the most expensive Marvel movies. We done. do not fact check, so everything is a legend. <laughs> well. Up until now... So let's just make it uh, fake news then. Yeah, $7D billion. Uh, 7D? For, yeah, 7D D. billion. 7D. 7D billion dollars. <laughs> Apostrophe. Up until this point, I think they'd only done the de-aging thing for short scenes, right? Because yeah. it was Michael, really expensive. Michael Douglas, beginning Ant-Man. Uh, well, that's about? just Michael Douglas. He can do it on command. He's just wearing a rubber mask. It's all the game, bitches. <laughs> Jesus. In comes Sean Penn, shoot someone. Fuck it. That's a screwed up If you movie. still see trucks that say CRS on them and get a little bit nervous, you've seen the game. <laughs> I just ripped Don't tread. unplug yourself. You just killed me. <laughs> Sorry. I, I am looking up if uh, how expensive uh, Captain Marvel is because I, I really do think it's the most and because of, of uh, Samuel Jackson. I think for Marvel movies... Oh, 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 and the, uh, the Tony Stark in Civil War when he's doing that presentation where he's a kid. Right. That those two scenes, the only ones I so I'm completely wrong. It's 150 million. <laughs> yeah, as I said, seven D billion dollars, or 150 million. Divide by 200. All right. Okay, so we'll move on from that. Samuel Jackson worked for free. Cut all that shit out. <laughs> so all his wages went to de-aging him. Hey, why do we uh, always say cut stuff out and you don't do it? I'm. It's harder than it sounds. No, it's not. Okay. I know that actually. actually cutting is the easiest thing to it do. Is, Fucking simple. Okay. Anyways, so Captain Marvel. Are you gonna say chronological? This is hard. No, I, I didn't no, write. It, I didn't no, write it that way. That one just kind of because it is coming up real soon. Okay. So then let's go. Let's go Avengers Endgame because that's. I mean, these are the two big Marvel deals, right, for yeah. the year. And so, honestly, let's not spend too much time on it because I feel like we're gonna have an entire episode talking about that as we get closer. To my, it. I'll just. I'm gonna share one thing. My concern. Adam's dead. Oh, sorry. Is where they go after. I have, I have so many theories. No, but no, not theories. Just my, my just my general concern mm-hmm. is that the culmination of like eleven years of cin- cinematic awesomeness. Okay, and are they like, oh, we're done? We've made no. all the money no. and the energy. Nobody's ever made no, no, all the money, but the energy in the room drops. And that's all. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'm just saying. Possibly, could this be the catalyst that drops the energy? Because a lot of times. You know, as franchises and stuff carry on, they tend to lose steam. 
look at the walking dead it is literally just walking dead yeah. things like that happen so i'm just saying but my, as you pointed out my fear captain marvel is going to be a fresh start yeah. for it yes you've also got the x-men and fantastic four are now possibilities that by the time Endgame is but they're done, also just mythical creatures at this point at this point yes so just saying and and fox has done enough damage with those things that they just have to find a way to restart it for us. I, and I get that goes back to your theories. I don't, honestly, I'm really wondering, and there's actually been a little bit of talk of this online, whether they actually release the next X-Men movie in theaters. Because by the time that movie the, is done, there's too many big Marvel stars. has already, right. However, what if Disney uses it for their streaming service? There's too many big stars that I bet you in their contracts. Mm-hmm. There's something to do with because I mean, listen. I, I feel like my, Disney I'm, could pay off anybody. They have all the money. Mm. So, anyways, okay, we'll leave with that. So, yeah. and, and we'll, games we'll get back into that. And then even Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming, also on my list because that's going to be the kickstart for after. So, I mean, those all go together. So, let's not spend time on that because I think there's other fun things to talk about. Um, do I get a shot here? Do I go for it? it? Okay. What do you got? Let's see. Let me let me find a, an oddball screwy thing here. Which um, is on my list. I didn't know this actually existed. Oh my god! I think I have this on my list, and I don't. I, I oh my god! I don't have enough proof that oh this god. is actually happening. Oh my god! But allegedly in December, yes. Allegedly, I know. We're getting a Masters of the Universe yes, movie. It's on my list. It was my next one. I know so little about this they don't movie. Even, they don't even have the cast. I don't know anything about this movie. <laughs> I'm not even 100 percent sure it's live action. So this goes right back to what I said when we started this. I said some of the things preview for 2019 are really exciting if they actually happen. Yeah. This was what I was talking about. Because so far into the year, I'm just no, like, I don't know. There's no cast. Nah. There's nothing listed. And what, I are they going to film it in the summer and have it done by the fall or the winter? Like, are they just like like digitally redoing Masters of the Universe, the first one? <laughs> hmm. Wait. I'm it, on board for that. Dolph is having a bit of a comeback. Is it an anniversary year for that movie? I don't know. Oh, I would hate if we get ripped off like that. The way I read it, it was a new. It was new screenwriters. And stuff, I so. I feel like Mark Hamill could do Skeletor. Yeah, because it's just digital, so it's his voice. Yeah, right. And if he gives me like some sort of cross between like the Joker and some other crazy shit, he can pull off. Masters of the Universe is like one of those ones where the expectations are both super high and super low. Like Transformers. You really have to do so little to impress me based on the last movie. Just don't do too much. And at the same time, you could potentially do worse than the last movie somehow. No. Mm. The key. I loved it. They couldn't Uh, do Orko, so they gave me a a little dwarf thing. Yeah, Billy Barty, man. Give me Orko. Give me Orko, and you've won. You've won. Give me Battle Cat. That'd be awesome. He Man comes right in on Battle, Battle Cat. Cat will not be hard to do now. Look at that. No, it'd be Look all digital, that. right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my god. Kind of now uh, want to see this movie. <laughs> trivia question for everybody: What was the name of uh, Skeletor's cat? Oh, the panther, the purple panther. It had, it had a name too. Uh, no idea. Wait, do you actually know? No. Oh. Oh, well, Phone in, folks. We'll leave that hanging. Phone yeah. in. Uh, five 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 five. five. <laughs> Four nine one five. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I love that. That was like the next movie on both of our list. Um, that was the end of my list. I'm like, I'm going right to the most obscure. <laughs> Go for it. We got so. There's a lot actually. Actually, one I'm looking forward to watching with my uh, oldest daughter. I don't know if I should share it this way. Uh, Zombie Land Two. On my list. Yeah. How how could it not be? Woody Harrelson One is amazing. The entire also. cast is coming back. Yep. Yep. That's and it. as far as I know, the same writers. Yep. I don't know about directors. Same writer director. 
So, and those are the guys that brought us Deadpool, I believe. Yes, sir. They went to Deadpool after, like, quite a ways after. I am super excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. Because there's no expectation. Like, I don't care what they do. I got to think at this point, too, I think they're going to make fun of the zombie genre. Yeah. 100%. Because it's been around for since that I got a feeling out? the... What are we, 10 years now? I, I, I'm just going to... I haven't read anything. I just really believe that the cast themselves will be exhausted of the whole zombie thing. Yeah. Like, they won't even care. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be funny. And it, I, I think the whole premise is just going to be about a Twinkie. Um, but I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, okay, so that was my list. Um, yeah. I got more. I, again, I didn't know that was coming out. When I was doing a little research for this episode, I was like, I had no idea Zombieland 2 was getting made. Again, so it may not come out. We'll see. It's supposed to. Okay, so there's a remake coming that... Hold on, let me check my list. I wasn't list at first going to say I was going to be interested in. Uh, I don't see any remakes on, on my list. Except they have a director that... Is this a Disney movie? No. Okay. It's a director that I am enjoying the work she's been doing lately. So Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is remaking and relaunching Charlie's Angels. Oh, right, 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 right. Is that this year? Yeah. Okay. And I think that oh, yeah, it would be because they've already announced the cast. I think for that's them. high potential. Yeah, yeah, high potential. Oh, not not completely. There's still question marks behind some of the cast, right? Because okay. Kristen Wiig could or could not be in it. Okay. And that tells me if they're going to go that comedic, and if she does kind of like the stuff she did with Pitch Perfect in term with the, you know what, it'll be an enjoyable movie. And considering I'm a dad of two girls, I think they would enjoy something like that and be somewhat entertaining. Now, she's in it too, isn't she? Possibly. But, I, I thought but, I heard that she was playing essentially the Bosley character or like something. Well, they haven't announced Bosley. No? They're doing okay. the same thing as before, keeping okay. it a secret. Gotcha. So, but I mean, I look forward to that. What was it? Bill Murray in the Drew Barrymore and, ones, was uh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, that's right. Mm-hmm. The idea of being that the Bosley character was just like a title mm-hmm. that they could stick on anybody. Gotcha. Okay. I forgot all about that. So there's that. Um, another one uh, lining up with my kids is uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Okay. You lost me, but yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming those from, are really good movies man uh, yeah okay. honestly you could jay barishaw like this is the thing that makes it money because to, to pay for goon um but honestly they're really good anyone I, I, anyone that's watched them is nodding their heads right now going yeah those are good good flicks they are they are really good flicks um mm-hmm. so anyways three i think is supposed to be the end of it all and what they did with this cartoon that i thought was awesome that when i was a kid i wish we would have had the ability to have was that they made a cartoon series that went in between the movies. Right. So, so you, it was You never awesome. had any downtime, no, really. No, and, and then they just picked the stories up into the movies. And so they're doing the same thing. Um, the TV series has ended, essentially, to lead into this movie. So my right. kids are, st- like, stoked because they've read all... they got all these movies. they got all these shows leading up into this. And so, you know, DreamWorks, uh, kudos to you for uh, being kick-ass for that. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um I'm trying to wonder if there is uh, anything on my list that might not be on yours. So, episode, well, that one. Episode, episode nine. Yes. And I mean, I got that right in the middle of my conversation right now going like, look, they can either do really good by me or they can just do... But we have to see it. Whatever. <laughs> we have to... I mean, There's no way you cannot at this point in time. I mean, I watched the original... It's like running a marathon. I watched the sitting, prequels sitting one down. three. I've got to see this at least. Yeah, like I'm running a marathon and, and like the last, you know, 100 meters I just lay down. Just jump off a cliff. Yeah, like, you got to finish it. And just, I think, I believe for Star Wars, this is the first episode I'm going to go into with absolutely no expectations. None. It'll be interesting to see how much course correction is done or if they just ride it out. Everyone dies. Like everybody, everybody? Or everybody. all the older characters? Everyone. Mm. They're like, 
Starting over. Hmm. I don't know. It's not a fart. But you know what the best part is? You're not like telling me I'm ridiculous. You're like, you're no, actually uh, contemplating going, you know, it's probably not a bad way to start you, it over. you told me that after Force Awakens, <laughs> I'd be like, you're crazy. And then after the last one, I'm like, hmm, maybe. Yeah, well, we lost the two people and then we lost the other guy. So we lost all three. Hmm, shit. Yeah. Maybe we should just if like. You told me episode nine is actually yeah. a prequel to episode eight. Yeah. And it took place between seven and eight. I'd be like, this is the greatest idea ever. I can actually figure out what's going on. My only real concern of episode nine is what happens to Chewie? Man, we talked about. Episode 8, before it came out, we had so many theories. None of them came true. And we were slightly let down. Um, okay, so staying on the sequel bandwagon, which seems to be the, the theme of 2019, or at least most of my movies are all basically sequels. Godzilla, King yes. of the Monsters. Oh my God, does this look good? Yeah, the only complaint, as far as I know, that people have with the last Godzilla movie, the, the most recent remake too much, too, much, too much people? It was a little too slow. And to be honest, my complaint was they should not have killed off Brian Cranston because Brian Cranston was like, he was like the Dr. Loomis in Halloween. He was the guy, he was the hype guy. He, yeah. he got you, like his speeches in that movie, he was so intense and so like, you don't know what you're dealing with. Like, like that's awesome. Get you amped up at how crazy badass Godzilla Actually, you, is. You just made me want to rewatch that for Cranston again. It's yeah. like that. When he died, you're just like, really? And I'm stuck with this guy? I mean, all right, fine. You could be the... Yeah, shitty but, but Quicksilver the, that didn't last a whole movie, but whatever. The star of the movie. Yes, I understand. Is Godzilla? Yes. You sure it's not Mothra? No, Mothra's not a star. It's always been a sidekick. Um, what I really King Godira, or however you say that. What I really love is is do, they're doing two things. They're saying to us, okay, listen, we're gonna take the old stuff that everybody loves as cult films. We're gonna render it and do it properly with the technology we have. We're gonna spend tons of money on it. And because most likely we're not sure if we're going to get another one out of this or not, we're going to put them all in one movie. Oh, buddy. <laughs> They're this, all going to be in one this, movie. <laughs> this is not the last movie. They've already announced, and I've gone into pre-production for the follow-up, which is Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay, well, yeah, that needs to be its own movie, though. So I, it I, is. I'm cool yes. with that. Um, but all the other Godzilla-like characters yeah. um, that they would originally have movies for and recycle yeah. over yeah, and over yeah, again, yeah, not just they've like shoved them all into Godzilla one. Godzilla versus blank. Yeah. Yeah. Mecha Godzilla, I think, is in this thing. Is it the smog monster? That'd be awesome. All I have to say is, as a guy that used to watch the old, really bad Japanese ones, I'm pretty thrilled that they're doing this. It's, but yet, I still will not pay the ticket to go in the theater for it. Oh, I will. I think that's something that I'd want to see on the big screen. Maybe I will with this one. I didn't see the first one. Maybe I will with this one, because there's no way they can give us too much human screen time, because there's, there's too, too many, many monsters. monsters. There's no way you're going to pull that off. I think if you... I think, Pacific Rim taught me that. They can... Yeah, not not drown me with people. I would so. recommend if you haven't seen Kong Skull Island to watch that as well because mm. it does to a degree, tie, especially the after credit scene ties right into this movie. So disappointed Tom Hiddleston didn't use his Loki powers because yeah, he wasn't Loki. Yeah, but that were would... you disappointed that Brie Larson didn't use her Captain Marvel powers? I forgot she was in that. Yeah, Loki and Captain Marvel were basically an item. <laughs> Right, un- nerd. Right under the nose of Nick Fury. Oh my God! <laughs> I forgot he was in that too. <laughs> Jesus. And Dan Connor had to watch the whole thing. Oof. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. I don't know. Can I pick a movie now? He, he's still alive. Do you have movies? I have lots of movies, but you keep picking them. Yeah, fair enough. John Wick Chapter Three. Of course. Look. The first movie was great, and it was the same director that brought us uh, Deadpool um, 
And then he went on and did uh, the second movie. And then he did Atomic Blonde. It's it's perfect Keanu Reeves material. It's so, like, he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to act, I guess. I just saw the greatest meme in the world today. Oh. It was, you do realize Thanos' finger snap took half the animals as well. And it's a picture of John Wick and his dog fading <laughs> in his hand. And then it's Thanos' face and he goes, oh, shit. <laughs> The first one was great. The second one ended so perfectly to lead into the third one. Like, it's just like, I can't, it can't not be good. I can't. And yes, it's mindless, stupid action. But if you're going in for that, it's perfect. And much like Wanted, it has like that kind of secret society aspect to it. Like Even these, better though. Oh, I think so. Way better. I just, uh, I don't, I forget the guy's name. The guy from Deadwood. Um, I just refer to him as the guy from Deadwood. The guy from Deadwood. Yeah. He's great in it. The villains have been great in it. I think the one of the wasn't one of the bad guys in the first one, uh guy from Game of Thrones, the uh becomes Reek. Um Well, that was the kid. Yeah. 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 He's the one that killed the dog. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Anyways, yes, John Wick. You don't know if John Wick's over a fucking dog. You got where are you living in a rock? Don't worry, you got a new dog. It's good. My wife won't watch the first movie because of that, but That's the whole premise. Why well, I know. That's why she will not watch it. I love the scene. And I say spoiler, but if you haven't watched this, why are you listening to this podcast? Pause it, go watch, and come back. Okay, so now that you've seen it. Um, Welcome back. Yeah, it was quick, too, by the way. You fast-forwarded shit. Anyways, Did you watch both movies or just the first one? The scene when he, in the first movie, was captured, and he's tied to the chair, and he has that moment where he unpacks why the fuck he's killing everybody. I'm like, you know what? I don't care what people say. Keanu Reeves, even in movies like this, can fucking act when he has to act. And he can do it, and and he never gets credit. I like the movie Sweet November because he acts in it, and people fucking make fun of that. But everybody, just in case you missed that, he said he likes the movie Sweet November with Charlize Theron. Oh, Keanu Reeves is just a good actor. He doesn't get the props he deserves as an actor. Look, I have no problem with him in action movies, absolutely. Like Speed, one of my favorite action movies. These movies are amazing. I think when he doesn't care, I you would have to really convince me he gave a crap about the second or third Matrix movie because he does oh, not yeah. look like he's no he's he, tired. A, he's he done. does not care he's done first movie he's all like, right he's like you bastards are crazy because you make no sense yeah so. you gave me all the money in the world I will be here and I read your second and third script and went what you're not even trying anymore yeah so come I at think, me bro th- no and the reality is I do think he holds things to a certain standard and credit. And so when those second and third scripts probably landed in his hands and he's reading them, he's like, you're not even trying. I wonder if he was like contractually obligated. Oh, I guarantee you. Do you think was. they knew they were going to do two and three? They did, though. They, they had it written. Because there, so was, they, they there probably, was a bit of a gap between the first one yeah, and the but I won't, second. I wouldn't do it for one second. The contract, the contract probably looked like, yeah. here's the first movie and the rights to the second movies and third movie we have, we're going to do them. And you're signing. There's a commitment to sign on, and then the, the salary would be negotiated after or some shit like that. Because you wouldn't want to have him as the main character and then not have him secured. So I would assume you probably have it. We'll done. check back after John Wick Chapter Three comes out. It probably more than likely will be a much better trilogy than the Matrix trilogy. You heard it here first. Oh, it's already. <laughs> it's, it's two movies, and it's already a better trilogy. Yeah, that's right. All right, you can pick one now. Speaking of uh, the ongoing. Um, Sequels. Uh-oh. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, it's on my list. <laughs> How can that possibly be bad? 
It could be just them sitting around eating pizza. I don't care. Uh, it's The Rock and Jason Statham. And Idris Elba. Idris Elba's in it. I didn't even know that. And I it, did. It didn't matter because I was still there. I yeah. already bought my ticket. I'm yeah. there. I, I will I, I will actually go to the theater to watch this one, and I have not gone to watch any of the Fast and Furious in the theater. I, I, those two, I mean, yeah, awesome. And Idris Elba, there's so many... Instagram yeah, Instagram photos I've seen of like offset stuff between Idris Elba and The Rock, which made me realize how big Idris Elba is. I was I was, was going to ask you, did he get like all jacked up for this movie or no? no but just just in general, just, like his just in general size. size and stature, like he's yeah. not that far off The Rock. Yeah. So okay, so I still have uh, two left. I have one. Oh well, you probably your one's probably the same as mine. So go ahead. Uh, it chapter two. Oh my God, it's not. Okay, you must have missed this. I super, super loved the first one, hoping the second one is as good. The only thing I'm worried about is a lot of my like of the first one was that it was set with children and like that, that 80s Sick vibe. Bastard. And well, no, I mean, <laughs> horror like movie the, with children. Love it. It was very Goonies like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. very Spielberg like. So, them as adults may not have that same appeal, but we'll see. So, I mean, okay, actually, I have three left. Sorry. Wow. Um, I think that was the last movie I had. The third, the third Kingsman. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I I've only seen the first one, so the ki- not the kid that plays right into the, it. The kid that plays Eggy, I really like him. He's mm-hmm. good. I enjoy him. He he's um he sells the character well. It's fun. It's entertaining. Don't take it too serious. Enjoy it. Um, it, I mean, it's a knockoff Bond or whatever you want to refer to it as, but it's a lot of fun. And and if they just stay in the same vein, it, it's produced well. It's enjoyable. Okay, so was the second one any good? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Little too much. I don't think it did too, well. A but little too much Channing Tatum, yeah. and I mean, you got to give him a screen time. And he was good with what he did. However, you should have just left it more Brit. Um, and that's not being biased. It's just that's it. So yeah, because you're obvious British. How heritage. how uh, how did you miss Glass? Uh, the review embargo lifted the other day, and it's been called the worst M Night Shyamalan movie that he's ever made, and he made. The Last Airbender and The Happening. So, oh my God, if that's even remotely true, what but, happened? But I just feel like, how is that possible? I was going to say, if you got Bruce Willis, Jay McAvoy, no. James McAvoy, and uh, Samuel Jackson on the same screen, I just don't think you can fail. I get it, but if there's somebody that's going to fail, it would seem that it must be him because... Mm. I, I didn't know that. I didn't read that. It hasn't... It, it's, it fell off my list. I'm not saying I won't see it. I definitely will see it. I'm not going to theater see it. Because Unbreakable not. is fantastic. Yeah. But it may just be more proof I never saw. He, I never saw Split, though. I haven't yet either. I'm trying to get my wife to watch it, but she's a little freaked out about it. I've heard it's good. Like, it, it was well-reviewed. I've heard it's good. McAvoy is ass, so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Different. Okay. And um, I was kind of surprised you didn't have this one on. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Quentin Tarantino. This is going to be his, might be his last film. I'm going to say something controversial here. I don't like a single Quentin Tarantino movie he has ever made. I hate all of them. Get the fuck out. I hate all of them. I don't dislike them. I hate everyone. Every movie that I thought that I liked that was Quentin Tarantino turned out to be Robert Rodriguez. So, unfortunately, I'm not in that camp. And believe me, this is an ongoing discussion to the point where we're not even allowed to talk about it at my house anymore because my wife loves all the Quentin Tarantino movies. You didn't like Hateful Eight. Nope. I could care less. I don't like Pulp Fiction. The only one that I like a little bit are the Kill Bill movies. And maybe Reservoir Dogs, although I don't think I can watch it again because 
That was pretty intense. The whole ear cutting thing. But the rest of it, no, I'm not, not, I'm not in that camp, man. It's not me, not for me. Wow. I look at you so differently now. Uh, if this is our last episode, <laughs> it's because Adam's murdered me dead. I just, I don't know, man. To it's the not, tune of stuck in the middle with you. It's not my bag. I just, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. I get the appeal, I guess, but I enjoy, I enjoy that he can put together an all-star cast and make them work outside of their normal zones and they do good at it. That's what I enjoy. And I just, I just like that. And, and he uses, he uses characters that aren't always utilized. I think by Hollywood and other measures and they get opportunities to put themselves on display and they do a good job. And he brings different stories to genres that, um, don't traditionally have that type of story, but it also fits. Hateful Eight, it fit, it worked, but he did it with such a flair of modern. I mean, you could argue he just, just lifted one. a lot of stuff from old movies. I mean, to be not fair, if, not if you watch Hateful Eight. I wouldn't say that was lifted from other movies. There's too much weird shit that happens in that. Yeah. That wouldn't have they wouldn't have been that intelligent. So he, he adds the intel the modern intelligence to the 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 time frame is that makes it kind of cool, yeah. and not technology wise. I just mean like the the thinking and the wit and stuff. And I I appreciate that. And this one, once upon a time in Hollywood, is going to be based in the uh, what the fifties or sixties. Leo's gonna Capo's gonna be the uh, yeah the lead it's from on the it. time of the Manson family. Yeah yeah, so, it looks yeah. really good. I mean, I don't know, man. I was surprised. I was really really surprised you didn't have that on your list. I didn't realize you harnessed all this hate for things good. I'm that guy, I guess. I don't know. I will say that uh, when I did post on Twitter asking uh, people what they were looking forward to on 2019, one of the responses was, in fact, this movie. Yeah. And the apocalypse. But this, I believe, first. I thought we're, we're good, though. So, speaking of apocalypse. I don't uh, think that's on my list. Hold on. Nope. No. no apocalypse. There is one movie that we did not mention that we should discuss what we feel about it. Okay, what is that? Joker. Oh, pass. <laughs> Hard pass. I have, I have so little interest in even... I don't even think I'll watch that on Netflix or whatever. Oh, no, that's a like a, a Saturday afternoon, nothing's on. I'll flip it on and see and then maybe flip back to something it's else. It's such and, a non... A movie that just doesn't... It, it. Why? Why are you making that movie? You know why I want to watch it? Because I want to watch The Death of DC. Because I feel like it's, they're not it, even tying it into. They're taking the probably the best character you could always have, mm-hmm. and they're gonna fucking ruin it by giving me the backstory I don't need. But it's not even. They're like, it sounds like they're just like, well, he's the Joker, but he's not the Joker, and we're just kind of using aspects of the Joker, and it's not gonna tie into our Batman movies or the rest of our movies. They're and, running with. Listen, know, Heath just, Ledger made it really popular. Leto didn't kill it, but he definitely wounded it. I would argue, but okay. He wounded it, and they're going to kill it with Joaquin Phoenix. I just, it's like they need to put it down, and I don't know why. They you need... know what the weird thing is? That's not even the only Joker movie they're working on. I know. What the hell's going on over there? They're drunk with power. They're desperate. I don't know. I don't get it, man. It's and like... They, 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 yet, yet, we've been through this. The CW products... Teen Titans, which is coming, which looks great reviews. Early Everything on. by Greg Berlanti yeah. is amazing. Why? why or or why, at least why, very close to the comics. Why is he not running the show? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I saw an article the other day where Kevin Feige goes, "Oh, we're not at war with DC. Of course you're not, because you can't be at war with an inferior product. It's not they're fair. At, they're at war with themselves. Yeah. It's like saying, as a jet plane, I'm going to race a hot air balloon. No, you're not. 
You're never going to do it. It's just so, it just seems so uncoordinated. And it's like, I don't know. Like it's, they're just throwing like, oh, well we have these properties. We're just going to use them sort of. What? And like the joke, why would you mess with a character that's, if you're going to do that, do it with somebody like Marvel will take a character that's lesser known and tweak their story a bit, but it's a lesser known character. They don't do that with well, like we're getting that with Lobo though. Apparently, huh. Lobo. Mm-hmm. See, I I thought Lobo would work in the sense that it could be a low budget, gritty action movie. I'm sure they'll screw it up. I'm just saying that to me would have been like see this is like a get- Blade level movie. You know, like yeah, yeah. it didn't have to be super more expensive, yeah. more grounded, more just and violent. This is, this is what kills me, man. Like you had Wonder, Wonder Woman, fantastic. Right, Justice League, Batman vs Superman, yeah. And then you got—I know Aquaman. You haven't seen, and you're still reserving judgment. You don't want to believe me, but those that have watched Aquaman will agree with me that it's—it's it's a pretty good flick. I mean, for DC level, it surpasses everything else they've done, and you instantly think to yourself, like, it is really good because if you're measuring against other DC material, it's light years. It's not even close to the other DC material. So. It is. It just it separates itself into a different category because of that. I'm not saying it's premier. I'm just saying it's so much better than the other shit they did. Again, so, at some point we'll have an in depth discussion yeah. about this. I'm sure. So let's talk about the tech of 2019 because there's there is some uh, some major trending items, and this is actually where I spent more time researching. Okay, I have um, none of this on my list. But that's no, okay. I know, and I thought it'd that's just be kind of neat because there's some really neat things. Um, gotcha. Look at 3D printing is a thing. Right. It's been a thing for a while, hasn't right. it? Well, guess what they're doing? They can make a gun, apparently. Get Well, yeah, but you can only make it out of certain materials. Yeah. As of next year, they'll be 3D printing with metal. That means that we will officially be able to make anything. There was a point where 3D printing was only capable to work with plastics mm-hmm. and certain, certain like, inorganic components. Mm-hmm. 3D, print, 3D printing... Are you telling me I can make things out of organic components now? Now you're... Well, they've been doing that for a little while. I want to make limbs. Yeah. Well, they make organs. Okay. Where, where were you? They did you say that. organs or orchids? Organs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Either one's pretty so, cool. So anyways, that it officially means that you can kind of get whatever you want because you can make it. Billionaires are going to take the over the world very, very soon now because they can just make whatever they want. And what bothers me even more is that next year is going to be a massive year for AI. So instead of the internet of things, they're calling it the intelligent of things. So AI is going to take control of your 3d printer and it's going to build a body for itself. And then we have the terminators and they're going to be able to get around because they're releasing a whole line of self-driving cars next year from all the major manufacturers. I'll be networked uh, via Google or Alexa or one of those super networks. We're fucking dead. And voice voice. They're changing the speaker system and voice next year. They're advancing it even better. For, for deeper and more clear conversations and to pick up on more of your tones and to be able to actually complete your sentences. And uh, and they're putting it in everything. So the houses that are being built right now have like some pretty cool features. Uh, they're saying within two years that the voice command options are just going to be built right into the houses. Like having like a, like a Jarvis in your house kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a premium cost because they want to create smart climates inside houses Hmm. so the houses will react to outside so it won't be you setting the control of your thermostat and temperatures anymore your house will control Oh, even better uh you're cooking me uh yeah (laughs) yes i am yeah the control mechanisms that they're going to be capable of doing is going to be fucking huge and it's becoming like the everyday person stuff this isn't just like all the really rich people get it 
this is there, people. Like, mm-hmm. it's right there in front of us. Pretty mind-blowing. And then this other thing that is less Doomsday style, which I thought was kind of cool, and it's coming to Netflix. I don't know if you know about this or not. Um, Bander, uh, it's already out. Uh, Bandersnatch? Yeah, it's been up for a week. Has it been up for a week? The Choose Your Own Adventure one? Yes! Yeah. I totally want to do that. It's a Choose Your Own Adventure, Black Mirror, mini movie kind of thing. I think. Yes, and they are going to do a whole whack of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They are going to let people do your Choose Your Own Adventure interactive content. So... Would that ever suck to be the director? Because you have to do every alternate thing that you thought about doing, you actually have to keep now. Although... Because your story has to be multi-layered. <laughs> is it any different than those who wrote... Like, I wonder if the story lacks because of that. Like, with the Choose Your Own Adventure books, they weren't exactly deep, per se. They were pretty... Deep. Oh, uh, shit. Thin. Because, I think, part many, of that... How many paths did you have to choose? Well, that's it. And you just flip through, and then you look, and you're like, no, not this one. Go back. Yeah. No, it's out. It's uh, it's up there now. I don't know. Who has the time for that? I I barely have enough time to watch a movie once, let alone play through it like several times because there's a bunch of endings on that. Most of the world has the ability to binge watch things over the weekends. Uh, I don't. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, I like outside. So, and people. I like, you know, living in a VR world and not turning the lights on. So, same thing. So, no, but anyways, I just thought those were kind of some neat topics in 2019 that uh, are, it really is making... Like for us, Xennials, it is making the future now. We are we are in a time where it was stuff we used to fantasize or look at and say like this is the fictional world that we find entertaining and exciting because we we can't really grasp its its existence. And here we are, it's where like, it exists. It's like twenty years later than we expected because it was always like oh the year two thousand that's when everything's gonna oh, happen. Come on, you everyone. But we had low expectations for two thousand. Come on. Other than the computers just like resetting. Yeah. That was about it. There was a lot of people posting that stuff around the end of the year, you know, old uh, photos from like Best Buy and stuff. It says, remember, turn your computer off on uh, December 31st. Oh You're just like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, good. But it's kind of cool. It's some, some really so if we get happening. through to the end of this year, that's our, do you think we have an unreasonable fear or concern because we didn't grow up with this? Like, do you, do you think younger kids are like looking at us like we're ridiculous or do you think maybe we have a better view that's a really deep question i kind of like that one because it i I try to take it in the snapshot of okay when people were in the 70s and 80s and you started to get like everyone got a, a color television and then they got multiple televisions in their houses and they got like digital phones and then cordless phones and then they got you know automatic drive trains and they got like the things that seems so insignificant now, but they were like massive culture changing things right at the time when you talk about pop culture, entertainment and just the way you ran your house and stuff like stuff was happening. The microwave for fuck's sakes, like Mm -hmm. shit like that was really big deal. And it was like, they can't believe these things are happening in front of them. So from that standpoint, I want to say, no, this is kind of the trend of humanity. Like as we invent, but it is also, um, an ex exponential, um, evolution. And what I mean by that is the stuff we get now advances at such a rate compared to what it did then. Like you got the microwave and then it was like going to be many, many more years before the microwave even really advanced, right? Now in comparison, we can get something in like January and in February they've like, you know, um, like three times advanced what it is in one month Mm -hmm. and it's already doing so much more, right? And so you look at the point now we have... um, 
online licensing required to get a pilot's license to fly a drone in Canada now because drones are such a thing. Like there's so many little unique things that happen so quickly and drones really have been a thing for like what, two, two, like I don't even remember, they've been around for a little while, but general population. Yeah, like probably two, last like, couple of years. Last yeah. couple of years mm-hmm. to the point where now they have to create a, a pilot licensing system for them. Yeah, I guess my thinking is like, I remember like mid 90s, like 94, 95, there was kind of a little bit of a hysteria about the internet. You get movies like The Net. Um, Which has changed so much. Johnny Mnemonic, things like that. There was that kind of fear of like, what's going to happen with the internet? Like, I wonder if there's some of that with the AI stuff or just because it is such a big It's a revolutionary. Change. It's a revolutionary thing that changes the way we live. Yeah. So it is kind of freaky. But as much as AI is amazing, um, it's still limited, right? There's still still within limits of it. It's going to surpass those limits quickly, though. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a flip of the coin that did uh, the story writers of the 80s and 70s, 80s, and 90s who wrote futuristic stories that technology was the end of us, did they get it right or did they get it wrong? And we're, unfortunately, we're on that collision course. We're not really going to deviate it. I think we just need to be aware. I think where we, what we need to really focus on right now that's tied to that is privacy. That's becoming it's such a hot on. topic. Well, that's it, right? Like crypto, people are crypto. willing to give up so much privacy for convenience. And 1984, bud. And you're looking at some of the repercussions to that. Hey, the, I just got my daughter to two books uh, this year, and it was uh, Animal Farm in 1984. Which I thought were kind of fitting, to be honest with you. Especially in 1984 for someone who's growing up with social media and technology right at her fingertips and doesn't really... Like that conversation you just shared about privacy isn't necessarily something she's aware of in that respect because she just has it around her all the time. So I thought it was a really good idea to read 1984 to get a perspective of back then when people had privacy. But something else I'm noticing though, and in a good way, we're seeing some people who are stepping up into, say, leadership around the world that are products of the generation that grew up with the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay. For example, uh, is it Cor- Corsa or, or Osorio Cortez? AOC? Yes. So I watching, can never watching remember her. her. Yeah. I'm, right now, she's the next president of the United States. I'm yeah. going to call it right now. Um, and we got it archived. So I mean, I'm going to call it right now. Assuming we, there is a United States then. But yeah, go on. They'll have half a wall somewhere. <laughs> um, anyways, so you listen to what she's doing and how she's carrying herself. And she, she grew up in the world of putting everything online, mm-hmm. right? She grew up in that. And the care she has for it is none. She's definitely been very Teflon about things. That she's letting things, at least on the outside, from what we're saying, she's letting things so, bounce off her pretty so well. So what I'm wondering is putting ourselves out there the way that this you know, this iGen or the end of the millennial and the beginning of the iGen, you know, that, that group, the group that put themselves out there so early, did we, did they actually build a tougher skin than we're giving credit? Like we, we put, there's a, a perception that they're soft and coddled and safe space and all that, but really they put everything on display and they took the licks that came with it or didn't come with it, whatever the case may be, but they really didn't have any barriers on that. So they didn't live with an inhibition or fear. And so when you deal with them in a public setting, they don't have that. Whereas the generation before hid everything, secrets, kept it quiet, my personal shit, you're invasive, blah, blah, blah. And so half their fear was just making sure they got to keep what they wanted kept quiet. 
they fought for that control. By relinquishing that control, did we actually get rid of some fear? And, and in doing so, are we creating the opportunity for people to be better at what they do and less consumed on their own personal image? Like one would argue that, well, this is her personal image and all that. Really, what I would argue is that seems exactly like the same person, like watching her dance in the House of um, Representatives in front of her office and bumping into her at a social gathering on a weekend. I think it'd be the same fucking person. Whereas most politicians, and I can speak to this, don't behave that way. Mm -hmm. They have a job and a life and they keep the fucking two separate. And I'm telling you, that new generation, you get to see both at the same time. And quite frankly, that's what the fucking world needs right now because we have too many people spending most of their effort into keeping two worlds separate. And then when they collide, they implode. I think right now, I mean, with her as an example, it's a little hard because I don't think necessarily anything that's come out has been, I mean, I was really it's surprised. It's not hard. When Nothing's... that video came out, I was like, there's nothing here. Like, I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't really see what it was. But that shows the mentality of the older versus the younger. But where I they mean, think that is something. Yeah. But I do think there is a level where there is some stuff that shouldn't be, like you wouldn't want your family life necessarily, especially like your children's private life kind of thing out there. Like, I think there is a degree of it where, but, and hopefully that generation is smarter about what they, you know, what they filter as to what goes out. I think the generation that's really got caught in the middle of that is us. Yeah. Because well, we lived well, half of our life without this internet. And then all of a sudden we're like, look at this internet. We put all this stuff in there and then it's catching up with us after. So this is where I'm going to go on the other side of that coin where I'm going to say, you, you talked about the privacy of your children and I'm thinking to myself going, yeah, like there's an element I want my, my children to have the privacy that I think they deserve. But then I'm thinking to myself going, well, what am I really worried about in privacy for that? Okay. And what I mean by this is that the, the moments my children have during their growth where they're, you know, having confidential conversations with their mom or their dad and talking about their feelings and emotions, like how is that going to not be anywhere but in our house in between us? It's not going anywhere. Like, unless my wife decides to throw it on Facebook, but that's mm -hmm. not going to be the case. Okay, those are private, and especially parents, if we're championing that, those are there. But there's other moments that we're so used to sharing. Like, look at our generation is the worst that I think that every goddamn moment has to be on Facebook. Whereas the new generation, they don't even use Facebook. It's pointless to them because it's boring. It's for old people to put your family pictures on and share too much stuff. The younger generation puts on Instagram for in the moment not for in my privacy. I would argue they share way more stuff. No, but it's in the moment. It's not in my privacy. It's still there. It's still like a photo every hour versus a photo every day. Yes, I know, but it's not like, here's my family gathering of all my family. The Instagram is like, here's me at this thing or here's me doing this or thing. here's me in my bedroom or something okay, like well, stuff. You're like, no, I think the level, yeah. I think where some of that comes in is, is like you said, you, you, you mentioned how you teach your children and how yeah. you, you know, obviously that has a factor. I don't know. This is a topic we could go on for an entire episode. I just feel like I just feel like there's a a shift in it, and as the aging population—no offense to any aging population—but as they are adjusting to technology changes as well, mm. and the limitations they once had with it are changing, as you see that shift, um, you see the new generation come through, come into things, and come into control, and come into the drive of technology and the use of it in everyday use, and and to be into bigger positions within the world. Um, I think you're seeing less care and, and I'm finding something really neat that I noticed at the end of 2018. And there's a real pushback on the, the internet troll. 
and there's a pushback on from the, the hierarchy. And it was something I saw with uh, Kevin Hart. And so Kevin Hart got ripped apart for his stuff on Twitter, right? From like, what, 2008? And like he commented, this isn't a price I should be paying. Something along those lines. And I agree with him on this. And people can get mad at me on this all you want. It was something he tweeted in 2008. And how it? He apologized for it later on in life. Okay. I think he apologized then. Didn't then. He? It was or then. Or at least close to It was to after it. the fact. But mm-hmm. it was definitely after the fact. Sure. Ten years later, he gets the opportunity to do the Oscars. Right? Who spends all that time to go back and find this fucking thing. Oh, I don't think they went out. I, I think people that went out of their way to take them down is who found it. Exactly. Yeah. And they went, this is a, a, an actual attack, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a 100%. It's usually how these things are. Somebody it, goes out of the way that doesn't like the person to dig up something that they can twist or use against them. Right. And so, and it, it, and it doesn't have to be anybody of actual significance either, right? Like it <laughs> no. can be anyone. They right? just submitted anonymously so, to whatever. So here's the thing. That only has power if those around the situation bow down to it. So example, the administrative folks behind the Oscars, if they bow down to that bullshit, then they're giving it the strength that it doesn't deserve. They're empowering it. And so then Kevin Hart is punished by something that by all rights, he shouldn't be punished. It's like someone remembering something you said 10 years ago and throwing it back in your face. It's like it, 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 it sticks for a second and it goes away because you dealt with it. So this is what people are trying to do to us. I love the fact that the Oscars still want him to host. They're not accepting that that's a reason to not host. He's part of the, the reason he's not doing it because he thinks there's too much heat and all that jazz. He looks like he's coming around though. And I love, and I mean, I can... I think they've already confirmed they're not having a host. Have they, have they gone ahead and done that part? Because the news I that saw, came out... I saw an Ellen though, and it was funny, yeah. but Ellen Fishley was asked to ask him again on air. And he, she got ripped apart. Um, because what? Because she stood stood up for him exactly, but the news that came out yesterday or maybe it was today, so because they aren't going to have a host, their big gimmick now is they're going to try to get all of the Avengers together on the Oscars, which seems so desperate to me. You know what? I hate that we are giving these type of people the power over society, because these are the people that don't participate. These are the people that don't contribute. These are the people who don't help each other. These are the people that walk by each other on the street and don't even look at the eyes and say hello. These are these types of people that do that type of shit. And we're giving them the power over society. That is very, very upsetting. And that's what I really hope when I talk about kids growing up on the internet with a sense of fearlessness, that this shit will die. Because... Or it could be more ammunition for them because there'll be more for them to find. But I feel like they won't care. I feel like it's got a different level of care. Watching, well, that's going to be a case of age, aging out. Like well, you're going to have to watching, age out the people. Watching that, OCA, where the Republican Party tried to attack her with something, as trivial as it is. And listen, I understand there wasn't a lot of weight behind that. The, the, the intelligent person out there would see it doesn't have a lot of weight. But we are dealing with a large mass of people that might not necessarily share that thought. There's a lot of people that actually feel like if you can push something out from someone that seems like they were keeping it reserved that instantly makes it bad. And then if you can just throw a bit of a flair onto it that you, you say it's bad and you put some bad words behind it, then people will just believe it. And a lot of people did believe that for her. But then there was a lot of people who were like, are you serious? This is just a university person dancing in a university sweater in the middle of the day 
There's not even a picture of alcohol or partying. Well, that's it. Like she looks like she's actually happy. I expected, and even what I expected, I would have been like, it's not a big deal. But I expect I'm like, well, maybe she's in like like a risque kind of outfit or something. Yeah, there's nothing there. Like there's nothing there. No, it was, it was actually. But these are the same people that are complaining that Brie Larson isn't smiling in the trailer for Captain Marvel. Yeah, like you just—I don't know—it's too much people. But this and here's the thing, and people are, are getting. I think we're getting used to the fact that it's too much people, and I really hope that the weight of those things stop having so much effect. Like, I love the idea of joking about the fact that people complain about Brie Larson not smiling enough, but I pray to God that didn't have an effect anywhere. Because that is the most ridiculous concept and conversation. And you can have that opinion. And you know what? The internet allows you to share it. And that's fine. But please, don't share it with the thought process that you really think you're going to change something. How fucking important do you think you are? Well, they can are? have the thought process that they think they're going to change it. But Marvel should ignore it. Listen. That's the thing. 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. What? We'd watch trailers. We'd watch movies. We'd bitch and whine about things we like we didn't like hell we do on this podcast we don't do that with the single expectation of someone taking our advice to do something different or that we're gonna launch a revolution like just back off people chill relax you know that's the stuff i really hope that the i feel like the amount of exposure on on with tech and and that kind of stuff I hope it desensitizes society a little bit to it because it's not going to go away. People aren't going to stop. Trolls aren't going to disappear. None of that. I hope people are learning along the way of to desensitize to it. And yeah, I do hope they have a little bit better uh, handling of what they put on and what they do with it. So that is just my thought process behind it. You know, it's, I'm optimistic. You know that I'm usually a pretty happy going guy with stuff and I don't see technology slowing down or changing or veering off. So I just hope we get better with it. And the negativity of it, man. Like, I mean, you can do so many great things with the internet. <laughs> There's so many great, great, positive things you can do. You can help. Like, I mean, I just know someone, I know a coworker whose daughter just got diagnosed with leukemia and, you know, how quickly you're able to put together like a, a little support network and a GoFundMe piece to help out. And all of a sudden he's in a situation where I can see and have heard in him that, there's some stress alleviated, although the situation is so obviously precarious and, and, and tragic, but the weight of some of the other pressures were gone within days, like days. And that's, that's the internet, man. I think it magnifies people. It's going to magnify the good. It's going to magnify the bad. Oh, wow. You just summarized that pretty fast. Good. I think so. I think that's the way I see it. I, I think a lot of the people whose voices we wouldn't normally have heard in the bad side of things, we now hear more. But like you said, they're, the good can be also magnified. Yeah. And you can get these uh, crowdfunding for, you know, look, you look at the, the, the Broncos, the yeah. Humboldt Broncos, that, that thing. Um, you know, there is definitely positive negative. You just got to kind of try not to focus on the negative. I, I just hope that the, I just want the negative to lose the strength. Because there's a, there's a time and a place for the negative to be effective. There, there, and there certainly is. And I, I worry, just like with the good, um, if you saturate it, if you oversaturate it, then the effect of it is minimized. And don't get me wrong, we're seeing that with populism right now anyways, is they're oversaturate the shit out of stuff. And so you don't really understand the deep effect of what it's actually doing. That's even worse because you're not really understanding the underlying themes that you're being manipulated. So, and, and they do it with good messaging too. They just manipulate shit out of us. So maybe, maybe we'll find a way for things to, you know, maybe AI takes over the internet and fixes it for us. That's and, alarming. It rectifies <laughs> it. 
well, AI right now is in charge of controlling most of the things you fucking see based on your habits. Mm. So maybe AI will start, maybe AI will pull a uh, fifth element moment, go through history and go, oh man, okay, let's focus on the good stuff and uh, go from there and not get upset because you saw the W in war and decide to turn on us. <laughs> you have anything else on your list or was that? A sequel to Fifth Element would be cool, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Probably not. Bruce Willis is too old. It's certainly not 2019. He looks, he, looks, he looks really old in class. He's getting up there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. I mean, 2019, I think is going to be a pretty good year. I mean, there's lots of things going on. I think uh, we talk about technology and pop culture and fun shit like that. It's kind of fun. My kids, hey, listen, my kids get older with every year, and it's kind of cool that uh, the stuff they're getting into, too. So it's just makes it fun for me. I get to relive some childhood stuff and get to experience new childhood stuff, I guess, in the sense where watching uh, like television for that they share in and, you know, oh, they're not video game kids much. You're the video game kid. So, yeah. But, you know. Speaking of which, I got a couple of items left on my list that I'm looking forward to. Uh, a couple video games coming up uh, The Last of Us 2. Which wait wait so it wasn't the last of them? No, this is I guess the last of us part two. Maybe that's better. I know what you're saying it's like Final Fantasy, right? There's like twelve of those. Nothing's final about that. Nothing. Anyways, Last of Us two. Last of Us one was awesome. Um, it's been like five years, maybe four years since the last one came out. And will they do a cool thing like and actually make it five years later? You think? Yeah, she's aged up. Yeah. I've seen the trailer for it, which is bananas. I'm saying that out loud that there's trailers for video games, but there is. Uh, and then the other one that I'm looking forward to, I know nothing about, but I, it's another Star Wars game, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It takes place between Ooh. episode three and four, and you play uh, a Padawan. Uh, you're trying to survive Order 66, which is where they the eliminated... The greatest concept for a game. This is yeah. like going right down with the, um, not Knights of the Old Republic, but probably more of um, the other one that they did with him. Um, oh my God. What, like Jedi Knight? What are you talking about? No, the other one they did with uh, Force Unleashed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where they get to getting to control a Jedi like that. Yeah. With the with that first person or whatever, a third person. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So That's that fun. hopefully good. I don't know. I, I haven't read anything about it, but it's been a long time since we've had a Star Wars game that hasn't been one of the Battlefront games. So hopefully it'll be decent. Uh, and then my last couple things are kind of more experiences I'm looking forward to. Regular things that usually happen every year, but. Uh, Fan Expo, they've announced one guest. You will be happy who it is. It's Jason Momoa. Uh, Aquaman's going to be at Fan Expo this year. You say that with mockingness. He's, it's an amazing fucking movie. Well, I'm just telling you, he is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you know what? And I'm going to predict you're going to be glad to see him because of Aquaman. Not Frontier, which was awesome, by the way. I'm struggling to think of something I've seen him in besides Game of Thrones. I don't know. Uh, TIFF for me. Again, that's a personal thing, I guess, going to the film festival. And then the last one, which I Christmas just decided, no, <laughs> this, uh, this week, actually. So uh, ever since I got out of the hospital, uh, we Stacy and I talked about I should probably do something when I get better, try to... Maybe give back to... I feel like this is news. I don't know it. The people that helped me yeah, with my stroke and that. So I'm going to go into the uh, the Manulife Ride for Heart. I'm going to enter that. It's in Toronto in June. They shut down the Gardener and the DVP. And there's a bike ride or a run. I will not be running. I will bike ride. Uh, 25, 50 or 75 kilometers. Likely 
25 kilometers. Wow. Those are long distances. I know. I don't think I'll be doing more than 25. Uh, so yeah, I've just decided that this week, I think that's what I'm going to do. So we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more as it gets closer, but I think I'm going to do that. Try to get a little bit more money back to the people that helped me out. You've gone on here. You have to do it now. I know. And I, half my brain says, maybe I should commit to it. I went, wait a second. This is on the podcast. I'll have to do it. If yeah, I say it, you better save it. I haven't even figured out the logistics. I'm like, how am I going to get my bike down there? I'm like, whatever. Go trade. I thought that. Then I thought, how many other people are going to be doing the same thing? Oh, my God. Imagine trying to get out. Yeah. That'd be like an episode. I should have a camera and film. So I may have signed myself up for something that I don't know exactly how I'm going to get it sorted out. But it starts at Exhibition Place, so we'll figure it out. It's been around enough that a quick Google and you'll have answers. I know. That's what I'm hoping. So, yeah. That's... uh, I know, and I know listeners, you're thinking, like, why isn't he offering to drive him down? Because I want to see how he suffers through this. Yeah, and I don't want to drive down there, so that's why I haven't mentioned it yet. If it comes to that, I will, but I don't want to. That's it. It's all I got. You drive, you ride your bike 25 kilometers away from your car. Shit. Yeah. Now I got to go back? Why isn't this a circle? I literally just ride my bike back to Scarborough or something. Oh, come on. Someone pick me up. This is pretty much is. Yeah. I mean, like Pickering. Like, yeah. Mm, damn yeah, I didn't think this shit through. Yeah. This is a one-way drive. I should have did the 75 kilometers, which was, in fact, the turn around and come back. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well, good for you, man. I'm glad to see you're uh, you're going to roll with that. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm going to have to probably start, you know, actually building up some cardio again. But well, hence all the uh, the the bike stuff you've been got going on. That's right. I got a bunch of stuff. I got a mirror and a light. God, if I need a light, I've really screwed up. <laughs> Thing starts at like seven o'clock in the morning. Guys, am I there yet? I think they opened up the highway. <laughs> Oh no, where did I go? Yeah, I can see that happening. I headed the wrong direction. I'm in Windsor. <laughs> yeah, get a phone call. I'm not sure where I am. I saw the sign that said uh, Essex. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, that's not good. Yeah, you went, where did you go? <laughs> I think I'm in Vaughn. What? No. So, yes. So that's 2019. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming up. It'll be fun. It is just creepy when you're, I guess this is a problem like people older than us probably have had for a while, is when you're looking at the calendar year, and you can remember a time when you couldn't imagine writing it down. Like you really remember writing down 1987 or you remember writing down 1993 or, you know, and the idea of writing down 2019 didn't even fathom like it was going to be a thing you were going to do. And here I am still writing on paper 2019 in the upper right hand corner, just like I would 1993. It is funny when you go back and you watch movies that are set in the quote future and they're like in the past. You're like, oh, what God. the hell yeah. happened here? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, back to the future too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're just not even remotely close. Like it's almost like in one aspect, it's almost disappointing that we're not anywhere close to it. But then in other aspects, we're, you know, right on par or, well, I or just, ahead of it. Depending I just on love how my daughter said to me, uh, we were talking about the future or whatever when yeah. we started tonight. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, the future was, uh, uh, what was it? Um, the Krasinski movie. Oh, uh, Quiet Place. Quiet Place. She goes, that's in the future a year from now. <laughs> she goes, yeah. so, you know, stuff can happen. Yeah. I'm like, what that, that's not what we're talking about. Exactly. That's right. not, not where things are going to go. Which, by the way, was a really good flick. Did you watch that? Not yet. It's, um... Quiet? Really, yeah, really. I mean, really, I don't know how to describe it other than quiet. And uh, it certainly isn't as scary as people make it out to be. It's shocking because it's so quiet. Should I wear, like, headphones? Like, do you think that would add to the aspect of it? Or, like, just crank it real loud and then... Like, do you think is there like jump scares? Listen, you're old, you're old enough that um, you'll do what I did, where I just kept turning it up slightly, like as things progressed. So because I kept thinking it was going to be quiet and quiet and quiet, and then when the moment finally came when there was some not quietness, 
you realize how fucking loud you put your TV. So <laughs> then it was like, holy crap. And then even my daughter kind of went, okay, are we done with the old man volume? So she'd put it on. Just smack your hand. Like, yeah, you she can't touch she that. She went unreasonable after that point. Um, yeah, it's just total, because they play with sound as the effect, the visuals never get you. Mm-hmm. And what is really scary about it is the sound, not yeah. the visuals. Well, that's what I'm wondering if like so, headphones are like just cranking up the surround sound. Might it was kind of fun. Make a difference. It was kind of fun to watch that. Cool. And uh, I, I mean, everyone seemed to have watched Bird Box over the Christmas holidays. Not which, me. I haven't seen either one of these, so I will have to play catch up. What the hell were you watching? You were sick in bed. I watched every 80s fantasy movie that was on Amazon Prime. Wow. That's another podcast. Let me tell you. Like what? Uh, I watched. Uh, okay, Dark Crystal. No, no. Okay. I mean, like low budget, like Roger Corman. Uh, Sorceress, Q the Winged Serpent, uh, Deathstalker 1, Deathstalker 2, uh, How did you get Beastmaster. Them? Oh, hey, wait, wait. Whoa, Beastmasters. Whoa, whoa. That was good. Yeah, well, it's 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 up there. I wouldn't call that low budget. It probably costs money. No, the, yeah, out of the rest of them, <laughs> that one's probably a higher budget. Yeah, there's a lot of them on there. And, oof, they're... Yep. How, now, i got to ask this, though. How, in the 80s, did so many people get to be stars of a movie to never be a star of anything ever again? And do we have that same problem today and we just don't notice it? I feel like I see more people repeat in something at some point in time now no, I than think we did then. Th- I think there was a lot more lower budget movies that actually got produced and made. I feel like now it's such an elitist club to get a movie made that they only end up getting... Or is it just the quality getting... and the money they spend on it now is greater? But I think to even get a movie in the theater, you've got to have somebody relatively well-known whereas i think back then you could get away with putting especially in the drive-in type era i could argue that then but look at netflix and how many things they put out that have unknowns in the early days netflix was all mostly unknowns or less or less it was this movie that it was these kind of movies i'm watching right now just now amazon but they're they're certainly not they're not that level of junk they're comparable like if i look at a netflix original that doesn't have any known celebrities in it it is comparable to a movie that may be in the theater. Okay. They just don't put the money in to get it budgeted. And are those people in other movies? After. Okay. That's what, that's my point. It's like after that. Beastmaster was in Beastmaster 2. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm sure he was in other stuff. I just <laughs> can't think of That's the right argument? Now. That's all I got. I don't know. I was just wondering. Like, it just felt like to Wasn't me. Wasn't he in V? I don't know. It just, I just felt like in the 80s, if... if there felt like it was more like it was the time of the one hit wonder, like, you know, more of that with music and film and just people would get shots at things and then they just didn't get another shot. And I just feel like now it's, it's not quite that bad. It seems like people that I don't, we don't get all mega celebrities. We get different, a lot of different recurring actors. Now I just feel like we have more of that. That's all. That's all. I, yeah. It's like more of the same. Like I, we got shoved the same people in our faces a lot during the 80s and 90s. Whereas I think now we have a much wider berth of people that are put in the, the television in front of you. Things change, man. The whole landscape's different. I don't know. It's good. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. I like I got it. Nothing. I like it. Let's leave. Let's let's leave on, a, on on that thought process. We'll dwell on crappy movies from the 80s and how I watched 12 of them. Uh, okay, so don't forget to follow us on social media. Where are we on social media, Adam? Do you remember this time? We were on Twitter. We're on uh, yes. Instagram. We're on Facebook. Yes. Do you know how to get to those? <laughs> yeah, I go on. on the apps oh, okay. on my phone. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you can go to happyzen.com. And they're loaded. Everything is there. Or at Happy Zen Podcast on Twitter, Instagram. And I think we're just 
the Happy Zen Podcast on Facebook. Simple. Yep. Happy Zen. Easiest. Just go to happyzen.com. Everything's there. I mean, everything's there. Episodes are there. Social media is there. All our links, subscription links, all that stuff. Subscribe, rate, tell all your friends, let everybody know. What's your excuse for not being there? That's haunting. I know. It's pretty cool. I don't like it. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Until next time. Talk to you soon. Later.